Greetings, everyone. Oh, we welcome you this day to the worship service that gives glory to God. And every day that we rise, first thing we ought to say is this, this is the day that the Lord has made and I I will, I might not feel like it, but I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your precious and holy name as we gather to worship. We begin with praise as we sing praises unto the Lord. We invite our minister of music, Sister Hope Carr accompanied by her husband, Brother Darnell Carr, to come today, soften our hearts, prepare our spirits to receive the word. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. If you're able, wherever you are, come on and stand to your feet and give God some praise today. How many, has he been good to you on this day? What about yesterday? For he is good always. Come on, let's give God praise. Oh, give thanks, oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for he is good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for he is good, for he is worthy, worthy, for he is good. For he is good, for he is worthy, worthy, for he is good, for he is good. Oh, give unto, for he is good, for he is good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For he is good, for he is worthy, worthy, for he is good, for he is good, for he is worthy, worthy, for he is good, for he is good. Let's give praise. Oh, give praise unto the Lord, for he is good. For he is good. Oh, give praise unto the Lord. For he is good. For he is good. For he is worthy. Worthy. For he is good. For he is good. For he is worthy. Worthy. For he is good. For he is good. Come on and give God some praise this morning. Father God, we thank you for another opportunity to come into your house and worship you. We take it not lightly that you woke us up this morning and started us on our way. We say thank you for all that you've done this week, all that you provided for us. And thank you for allowing us to be here this morning. Bless us. As we hear a word from our pastor this morning, bless our pastor, 
Bless the word that you've given our Father. Let us be hearers. Let us be doers and not hearers only. And we just thank you and praise you for everything you've done and all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Sometimes we can feel like we're by ourselves. Sometimes we can feel as if nobody knows what we're going through. But rest assured, you are never alone. God knows all, he sees all, he cares all about you, and he knows your name. Not only does he know your name, he knows the number of hairs on your head. He cares about the little things. He cares about the big things and everything in between. Come on and let's give God some praise for the personal care he gives us. Bless your Lord. My name. Bless your Lord. He knows my name. He knows my name. He knows my name. Come on and remind yourself this morning. Say, he knows my name. He knows my name. Oh, how he walks with me. And oh, how he walks with me. And oh, how he talks with me. Bless you, Lord. And oh, how he tells me that I am his own. Oh, he knows my name. He knows my name. Come on and remind yourself this morning. He knows. He knows my name. He knows your situation. He knows my name. And he's ordered you before the foundations of the world. He knows my name. Oh, how he walks. And oh, how he walks with me. And oh, how he talks with me. Oh, how he tells me, oh, how he tells me that I am his own, that I am his own. Oh, how he walks, oh, how he walks with me, and oh, how he talks with me. And oh, how he tells me that I am his own. Come on, let's sing it before the Lord. He knows. He knows my name. He knows my name. He knows my name. Bless you. He knows my name. 
Come on with a loud voice. Oh, how he walks with me. And oh, how he walks with me. Bless you, Lord. And oh, how he talks with me. And oh, how he tells me that I am his own. Come on and give the Lord some praise this morning. If you know that you are his own, you are his creation, you are his beloved, come on and give God some praise this morning. may be seated in the presence of the Lord if nobody else knows my name. Hallelujah. When I'm in relationship with him, he knows my name. And he knows your name. That ought to be a comfort we can get from nowhere else. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name. My dearly beloved, come with us now to Hebrews. The letter to the Hebrews found in the back of the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9 through 11. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9 through 11. Would you stand as you're able out of reverence and respect for God's holy word. And listen now for the word of the Lord. So then, a Sabbath rest still remains for the people of God. For those who enter God's rest also cease from their labors as God did from his. So let us therefore make every effort to enter into that rest so that no one may fall through such disobedience as theirs. The word of God for the people of God, thanks be to God. You may be seated in the presence of Almighty God. And now won't you pray within for me Oh, Lord God, as I come this day to bring the good news of the gospel to people everywhere, Lord, please allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In the precious and holy name of Jesus, I pray it. Let everybody say amen. 
mask or no mask, it doesn't matter, smile today. Glory to God, smile. Our sermon topic for today is resting in Jesus. Resting in Jesus. As I was preparing for the word today, I was looking up some things about what's going on in America today when it comes to our energy level. And I came upon so many articles, but this one held my attention and it, it says, exhausted nation. Americans more tired than ever before, survey finds. Exhausted nation. Do, do, you, do you feel like you're just constantly today running on fumes? Do, do you feel tired? Do you feel kind of lithless? Do you wonder where your energy is? Are you getting just a little off focus? Well, if so, it's not just you, beloved. It's just not you alone. Something's going on in the, in the atmosphere. People are reacting in their humanness to being a part of things that are not normal and natural for human prosperity. Around three out of five U.S. adults, so they say they feel more tired now than they have ever felt in their lives. Researchers from marketing research company, one poll says that, says that the epidemic, the, the pandemic is having an effect on every energy level as well as any accompanying side effects. 58% of respondents said they feel unfocused or disjointed. And, and, and that taking a brief nap doesn't seem to be a viable solution. More than half of the respondents, 55%, said no amount of rest helps them feel focused. While slightly more, 56%, believe poor sleep schedules and stress and anxiety and depression and fear have led to low energy levels. Mm. Sometime I wonder, beloved, if we forget we are human. Sometimes I wonder if we live in a nation that does not know what human beings need to survive in a healthy environment. Can I get an amen? Three out of five respondents said video conferences are more draining than in-person meetings. It's a thing called Zoom fatigue. I cannot tell you, I, I cannot tell you, I can't even count the Zoom meetings. And if we look at this 
further, we, we have a lesson today that offers us a, a cure and some healing when it comes to fatigue. There is nothing in the word of God, no subject, no experience that God's word will not give insight on. I need to hear somebody say, amen, amen. Beloved, first let us admit that we all need more rest. Can I get an amen? We all need more rest. We're human, not machine. Humans need rest. Rest is one of the most important things we need as human beings. And God is God. And he honored the whole notion of rest by resting himself on the seventh day. He called it the Sabbath day. But God's rest means more than just sleeping. You got to listen today. It means more than sleeping. When God speaks of rest, God means it is a day of renewal, a day of renewal, a day of repair, a day of refreshing. The spiritual meaning is that rest is for the purpose of restoration. Do you know how people of color have made it through? Oh, come Sunday. That's what the old folks would say. Oh, come Sunday. They come to worship and to church to be restored from the pain of the world. Oh, Sunday. And so it is not just because we are tired. It is during a time of rest that we replenish or receive back those things that, that were experienced that are put out during the week. You know, I always say coming to church or it's like going to the filling station. You know, we humans, we, we run out of gas and look, look at here, seven days, I don't know, we're stretching it out. But at least for seven days, you need to know where to go to get some rest. Oh my God, but the enemy. Let me tell you about the enemy. The enemy doesn't want us to have a time of restoration. No, no, he doesn't want us. That's why the devil will do all kinds of things to keep us from worship because worshiping the Lord heals and restores and replenishes. That's what's wrong with the nation today. You can't not go to worship and the whole country not fall apart. Worship. It's the most important thing we do. We were created to do what? Worship God. Ah. And today, we have no excuses because God has fixed it to where we can worship in such a variety of ways that we have no excuse. Even if you don't come to the church house. Oh, I think some of you can come on back, but it, it, even if you don't, because, see, the church house is the church house is special. Even if you don't, you have no excuse because you can make an altar in your home. You can tell your family that on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, I'm going to meet you in the den and I'm going to meet you in the living room with the big screen TV on YouTube looking at worship services and I am going to be a part. No excuse today. It's just that we are society. 
that is so lost. We don't even know what our purpose is anymore. Our purpose is to worship God. And listen, not just any worship. I mean, you know, I, I had to go through some a Jobian experience to get to where I am today. You have to be trained. You can't just jump up and do worship to God. The devil knows that when we don't set aside a time to worship God by any means possible, that we will be gravely tired and worn out, not just physically, but spiritually. And the devil is happy because the devil wants to keep us tired and anxious, frustrated, joyless, Worried, upset, crying, complaining, worn out, nervous, shaky, irritable, cranky, yelling, screaming, short, fused, frowning, run down, no energy, lifeless, weak, temperamental, dragging, just barely hanging in. You see, the devil knows that it's in the worship experience of God, where, wherever we are, that time and space becomes holy ground. It becomes holy ground. I understand that some people are, are dressing up, getting up, putting clothes on the children, putting their clothes on, and really ushering people into the living room or the den to participate in worship. The devil does not want us to worship. Now, beloved, the word of God promises us a rest period that will keep us restored and, and energized. Oh, glory to God. Send some energy. Happy, full of joy, peaceful, positive, calm and glowing, smiling and laughing. Hallelujah, God. Funny. Oh, I remember when old folk didn't have much, but they sure could laugh and have a good time. Do you know what I'm talking about? I remember when I was a child, we'd go outside, sit on the curb, and we'd just be laughing and have a good time. Oh, we need to grow and heal. We need to be loving alive and well. Say to yourself, I want to rest in Jesus. So let's look at our scripture lesson. This letter to the Hebrews, the writer is unknown. It was written to some of the Jewish Christians who were on the verge of turning back from their promised rest in Jesus, just as the people of Moses turned back from the promised land. But in both cases, the, the difficulties of their present moment overshadowed their reality of God's promises, and the people doubted that God would keep his promises. Isn't it a sad thing when you don't even know the word of God and have no idea what I'm talking about? The promises of God. Everybody ought to know the promises. So, so we are not talking only about Jesus in terms of sleep. However, that's too important. We, we, must, we must understand that rest and restoration are related concepts. The enemy doesn't want us to have rest, not in Jesus. Oh, he'll let us fall asleep somewhere. But he's talking about rest 
in Jesus because it is through the resting of our spirit. See, when your spirit ain't healthy, ain't nothing about you healthy. That's why today people just jump out of their car when somebody look at them wrong and shoot them today. People crazy enough to walk up in schools and shoot children. People are just off today. And the reason is they don't know Jesus. Simple as that. Simple as that. Oh, we worship on the Sabbath because real rest is communion between the heart of humanity and the heart of God. We did not discover worship. God did. Oh, when we start murmuring and complaining, the only thing Jesus can focus on is our unbelief. When we start resting in him, he can focus on our problems and on the areas of our life that need to be touched. Oh, Sunday morning, Sunday morning worship. You see, when you say Sunday, now I know today you can look at the word, you can be in a worship service any time of the week. But when you say Sunday morning, it is a specific time and space that God has carved out just for him. Who cannot take one or two hours? Used to be three, four, used to be all day. Somebody help me up here. Who cannot set out a time in their schedule to say we stopping everybody because we either going to church or we going to have church in the house. But it's a specific time. Sunday morning worship is that time in our lives when we come into the Lord for our refilling. Sunday morning is that time that we set aside on purpose to spend time with God. Jesus said, I ain't talking about Tyrone and your buddy buddy or I ain't talking about none of them. I'm talking about Jesus said, Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Have you ever been really, really, really tired? Tired. Tired. I've always been anemic, and what the doctor says to me is, Sometimes your blood drops so low, we don't know how you have the energy to get out of bed. And I go, the doctor said, but what you've learned to do is push through. You've learned to push through. That's, that's the good part. The bad part is you're ignoring when to stop. Because you're always pushing through. And so you end up with, with burnout and you end up with exhaustion when you haven't taken the time to stop. Well, our lesson today says, so then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever enters God's rest also ceases from his labors as God did from his. And see, I mean, we like things, you know, I love 
to go on a cruise. Lord, have mercy. That's where I can rest on the ocean. Oh, God, I talk to God while I'm on the cruise. At the balcony, I just love being on the cruise, on the cruise. But I don't go on the cruise uh, without taking God with me. You see what I mean? I don't go on the cruise without taking God, God with me. You got to find a place you can go that gets away from everything and everybody else, a place you can focus. They're saying today, going back to nature, just going out in nature gives you that rest connection with God to see all his creation and not understand his glory. He said, the heavens declare my glory. Sometimes you just ought to go camping and watch the stars in the sky. I'm talking about resting in God. God's rest, scripture says, also ceases from his labors and God did from his. Let us therefore strive, strive to enter that rest. Strive to enter that rest that no one fall by the sort of disobedience or unbelief. That rest. You know, we pat people on the back for overworking today. People checking to see, you know, how much. I, I, I went to a funeral for a pastor. He was young. And he was going through burnout, but he had a heart attack, young. And when they got up at the funeral, one of the members got up to say, I'll never forget this pastor. I'll never forget how determined and dedicated this pastor was to his people. Why, you know what he did? I remember calling him while he's in the hospital. And I said, Pastor, my mama's sick. We need you. And the pastor got up out the hospital and came to see about us. I'm saying, if that's the way people think about a pastor who's only a human being, <laughs> let me tell you something. It was a few days after that that the pastor died. She felt no responsibility for that. She was just glad <laughs> that he, she thought he was so dedicated that he could get up out of a hospital bed to come see about somebody. Let me tell you what, when you need somebody that bad, you need to be resting in Jesus. Resting in Jesus. Child of God, when we begin to truly believe that Jesus can help us handle all of our burdens, I said all of them, then we can start this journey of finding real rest. You can't find rest until you begin to believe what the word of God says. The Bible says you can't hear without a preacher because it is only when we are in the presence of almighty God that we experience true rest. So you got to be looking at worship or be in the church because that's how God fixed it. Therefore, we must consciously do those things that will put us in the presence of God. That's why being in church on a Sunday morning, the Sabbath day, sitting in God's sanctuary in the church, or making your house a sanctuary by participating virtually in an order of worship, is serious business. That's, that's serious business. 
Only worship will provide us the experience of being in the presence of God. It is my job to create an order of worship that will usher in the presence of Almighty God. Oh, glory God to your name. But the ability to set up a worship experience comes with the call and, and with, some, with some study. I, I took a worship class in seminary. I was mentored by a great pastor. I sat at the feet and learned. I've traveled across the country because worship is the most important thing we do in the church and in our lives. Listen, we were created to worship God. Say it. We were created to worship God. Listen, and we can't do that if we have no place, if we have created a place, a place that has all the elements necessary for the presence of God to show up. Oh, I've been in some churches and worship service where none of the elements are there. The elements are all about the people. And see, God ain't going to come in to have no wrestling match with who gets, who is the most important. That's not what he does. It's all about him. Worship is all about him. I get so frustrated when I go in and I see lay people getting up to say this, lay people getting up to say that. Lay people, I want to go, sit down. I didn't come in here to see you. Sit down. I came to worship. I came to, to seek his face. I came to say, open my eyes, Lord, because I want to see. I want to see Jesus. <laughs> we have to create a place for the presence of God to show up and show out. When we get out of God's way, let go and let God, miracles can happen in God's church. Miracles, healings, restoration, relief. I'm telling you, come Sunday, come Sunday. People would come, people go to psychiatrists today, and they tell them they want them to go through a shouting exercise. You got to pay somebody. But when I was growing up, people came to church. All that stress, they ran it out. Glory to God. They yelled it out. Glory to God. How you think they made it through? But today, all today, we want to be so cute we can't be healed. Help me up in here, somebody. Help me, honey. <laughs> but the ability to set up a worship experience comes with the call and the study. Listen, and we cannot do that if we just have not created a place. And oh, my beloved, make sure that you make the time and make the effort to be where you can experience God's presence as often as possible. Back in the day, they had the testimony time and, and uh, singing spontaneously. <laughs> and now there's the praise time. God then kind of set the people down because... I used to have, have people say, uh, get, get up and share a testimony. And my God, they got up to preach. Sit down. I never do it again. I'll never do it again. Never do it again. People get up. One time a person told me, say, Pastor, you know what? You stopped us from standing up and talking, telling our testimony. 
the very day I had practiced all week what I was going to say when it was my time to testify. I went, uh-huh, and that's why I sat all y'all down. Because this ain't the place. You need to be telling the world. You need to take somebody to Denny's. You need to go out sometime. You need to go to the club. Testify at the club. Testify at the grocery store. Testify. Walk the streets. But don't come up in here and take God's time away from his word. Oh, Lord. When we come up to church with our open ears and receptive hearts to hear the word of God, preach that'll put us in perfect peace. Perfect peace that'll put us in the very presence of the Lord. Hearing the word with our ears puts the word in our hearts. You, You gotta know the word of God today. These are serious times. Hearing the word of God, because when it settles in our hearts, then and only then do we believe it. <laughs> See, you got, you got to believe it. You got to believe God's word. Repeat after me. If God said it, then I believe it. And that settles it. Oh, glory to his name. We get rested when we believe in God. And God's word. And we worship him in spirit and in truth. Beloved, we must believe in God. We must know that God's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we may ask or think. God is able to rest in the peace of God. Child, God, you remember the time, you know, when the disciples and Jesus were on the ship and the storm arose and appeared and all the people were going crazy and trying to find a place to hide or get on on. They didn't know what to do. Ooh, the waters were raging and Jesus was fast asleep. Here's the question. Was Jesus resting because he was naive? No. He was resting because he knew that he was greater than the storm. You got to be able to tell the storm, storm, get thee behind me, for greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Because Jesus is greater than the storm. And Jesus said, peace, you be still. Oh, tell it, God, we too can rest when we realize that our Jesus is greater than our storms. Or when we know Jesus, is, who we know who he is and who we are in him. Jesus, we don't have to struggle with exhaustion, depression, and fear. Listen, we walk in here on a Sunday morning and tell the Lord what it is that is troubling us and just walk away from here, rested and assured in him. Bring your burdens to the Lord and leave them here. You can fax it up to heaven today. You can relay it to Jesus. You can telegraph it to the Holy Ghost. You can Western Union it to the Lord. He can take care of it. There's nothing too hard. For our God, you can leave your experience of worship. You can walk away with the tele- from the television while worshiping and be rested and restored. I dare you. I dare you to rest in the presence of the Lord. I dare you to rest 
in the word of God. I, I, just, I dare you to really believe the word of God. Take my yoke upon you. God says, and, and, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest. And my burden is light. Come to Jesus today and bring all that stuff. All that mess, all that anger, all that disappointment, all that self-pity, all of that confusion. Give it to Jesus and walk away from here. Walk away from your television or whatever you're worshiping through and find rest. Oh, you know, when you rest in the presence of the Lord, nobody can take your joy. <laughs> nobody can take your joy. Nobody can push your button. Nobody can make you feel inferior. Nobody can tear you down because in his presence, there is fullness of joy. Listen to me today, family. God did not bring you this far to leave you. The coronavirus, still here, Omicron coming, the monkeypox. I don't know what else they're going to come up with. But I know that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. All the things that are going on is God getting our attention and our focus back to him. Just rest and wait on him. Uh, look around and say, chill out. Tell a joke and laugh. Be, be happy. Be happy. Jesus said, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he, I am he who will sustain you. I've made you, and I'll carry you. I will sustain you, and I will rescue you. Say, I'm resting in Jesus. And then learn to sing what our elders sang. And they still do. They were so spiritual. We got to get some of that back. We can sing. I'm telling you, they were going through all kind of stuff. All kind of stuff. We can't even imagine. You talking about hard times. Hard times. I remember polio and all the diseases that were in that time, too. And I can still hear. The elders saying, through all of this mess, I don't feel. Oh, Lord, I done cleaned up somebody's house all day, and now I'm going to my second job and my third job. But I, I don't feel. Somebody called me out of my name today, but I don't feel. Oh, the night shift was tough. And it don't pay me good. But I don't feel. No way he's tired. You know why? Because I've just 
through all of this, I'm still here. I've come too far from where I started from. This is wisdom. And nobody told me that the road would be easy. That's what young people here need to hear today. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. Therefore, I, I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. I don't feel no Nobody told me. Nobody told me that the road, the road would be would easy. be easy. And put this I together. don't and believe, I don't believe he, brought me this far he brought me this far to leave me. To leave me. All things might be ugly today. I Disease don't everywhere. Feel problems. No Stress, Lord, anxiety, come to depression from where I start. Inflation from crime. Nobody These told are times filled with the road would be easy, and I don't, I don't believe. believe brought me this far and because I don't believe me. I just feel like I don't believe I feel like I feel like going I, I, I feel like oh I feel, I feel like, like going I feel like going on Trials may come on every, 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 every hand. I feel, feel like going, going on. Nobody. 
I know him. He knows my name. He'll never give me more than I can bear. Jesus loves me. When the trials come, on, a, on every hand, <laughs> Jesus, I feel like, I feel like going. These are tough times. They're tough times. You can't give up today. But you won't make it without Jesus. Beloved, you won't make it without Jesus. That's all this stuff is saying. We need Jesus. Oh, sometimes I get so tired. But Jesus lifts me up. Sometimes he, he just fixes it where I can walk beside. I'm here to tell you today about a man named Jesus. I'm here to tell you about a God that created something out of nothing. I'm here to tell you about a Holy Spirit who will you from all unrighteousness. I'm going to tell you about a man. We can't make it through this season without him. And don't knock it if you ain't tried it. I'm just here to tell you, beloved, we need give the Lord a hand praise today. Give the Lord a hand praise today. Give the Lord a hand praise today. Well, Jesus would go often off to rest. And here we are thinking we don't need to quit and stop and rest. Whatever it takes, spend We invite you now to, to give. I think we have added ways to give on our, on our website. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. And you know why God asks for our money? Because he knows how we love the money. The money, 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 money. 
It's a way of saying to God, God, I don't love anything or anybody more than I do you. And if I have some money to give, it's because you gave it to me. And I'm just going to give back to you what is yours. You ask so little and you give so much, dear God. I will show my love to you through my tithes and my offerings. And for those of you who may not be here in person, we thank you for mailing and sending in your, your tithes and your offerings. And for those of you who live in other states, we, we thank you for mailing in your, your tithes and your offerings. And we ask that you would continue to either come or watch us participate with us in, in worship and in praise to the one and only true God because we need him more today than we've ever needed him in our lifetime. And as you, as you leave this place, Remember to set this time in your home. I, I have a beautiful altar in my house. I invite you to, to put one in yours. And every time I pass that altar, I'm focused again on Jesus. It reminds me that he's real. And so as we leave the church house today, oh, come Sunday, we invite you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to go in peace, go in love, get rested in Jesus. Let the church say, Amen.